Hello there, weary traveler. Welcome to the inn. Sit, sit, rest your feet. Why, it's a long journey on the road to Tarvalon. Have a cup of tea. Or maybe a frothy ale. The light. Why, you're just in time for the entertainment. Here are your hosts, Tracy and Amber. Hopper, how are you here? I saw you die. I felt you die. All are here. All brothers and sisters that are. All that were. All that will be. Perrin knew that wolves did not smile. Not the way humans did. But for an instant, he had the impression that Hopper was grinning. Here, I soar like the eagle. The wolf gathered himself and leaped up into the air. Up and up, it carried him until he dwindled to a speck in the sky. And a last thought came to soar. Okay, that's chapter 36 in The Dragon Reborn. Hello and welcome back. Tracy laughs when she's uncomfortable. I sure do. I can't help it. I can't help it. It's the worst. It's the worst trait. I love that's that about awful. you. I'm, ha, ha, I'm, ha, here, ha, ha. I'm here with my sad laughing, wonderful friend, Tracy. I am here with my just so, so delightful friend, Amber. And this is the Road to Tarvalin, a Wheel of Time podcast. And we have got probably my favorite chapters from this book <sighs> coming up next. And I'm so excited. I, me, me too. I, I don't even know where to start. I mean, obviously, probably the chapter summaries would be a good place to start. But, oh, these chapters are just so good. And yep. I don't know why I just forgot about them. I mean... I know it's you know you know that these really good characters are gonna get introduced at some point. They have to, mm-hmm. right? And I just I didn't realize that it was this week, right? Yay. There were so many yeah. places where I was like, "This is where you come in already, right? Right? Hooray!" Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we just had Ruark, mm-hmm. and now. And now, oh, this makes uh-huh. me so excited for season two of the TV show. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Same. Like, <laughs> I know. My head exploding. I know. Not not to go off on a tangent, but it is Wheel of Time related. My friend Tori came over yesterday. We were talking the Poppy War. She's obsessed. We should do the second book review with her. She loves it. But I was like, okay, since you love like all of the layers and everything in the Poppy Wars, you really, really, really should read The Wheel of Time. And then I told her that the first book is like the audio is now done by Rosamund Pike. And then I was like, have you seen the trailer? And I had her watch the trailer. And I'm still I'm still standing there emotional over the trailer. And I'm like, yes, season two. Get it. I'm ready. It was a really good day. I tell myself that I won't be emotional for a season two trailer. I think, I think I, I think I tell myself that. But if that's really gonna happen, you know, when it comes out, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, if I can still get emotional about the one where I know like what's coming in the season, and really that little teaser that they gave us recently, I'm like chomping at the bit to get to the show now. I'm like, come on, guys, I'm ready. I'm ready. Why aren't you? <laughs> there was new casting speculation, and yes, it's it's a good one. 
I'll look it up. I'm going to go to, I'll go to Geeky Eerie right now. And so it's Haley Mills. And if you go like way back, I'm not talking about Parent Trap, Lindsay Lohan era. I'm talking about Parent Trap. You're talking Haley Mills, Haley Mills, like from the 60s, right? Yes. Yes. She's, Shut up. She's the, she's the twins from The Parent Trap. I know. She's Pollyanna and like the really old Pollyanna thing. I loved Haley Mills as a kid. This tells you how old I am. No, she's great. I remember I remember The Parent Trap. Yeah? Okay, good. I remember my grandma putting it on for me when I yeah. was little. <laughs> yeah, my mom. My mom loved that movie. So like whenever it came on TV, she wanted to watch it. Shut up. I was like, is she still alive? So this is, you know, speculation. We can't say this is 100% sure, for sure. But who would you cast her as, Tracy? Are you seeing Aiel, like maybe Wise One? Or maybe <gasps> like a Van Deen? Or... Ooh, that would be good too. I don't maybe know. Like, I love maybe the a, idea of an Aiel. Maybe a guitar flashback? That was actually the first thing I thought. <laughs> I know because you just really want that. I mean, we both really want the guitar <laughs> flashback. But yeah, but I would hate I would hate to have Haley Mills be such a brief moment, you know? Like I'd much rather see her as like, oh my god, for her to be Aiel would be so fucking cool. It would be so different from anything she did when she was young. If I were her, I'd be like that. I want that. Give me right? that. <laughs> right? I love this. I can't tell you how I'm going to cry. I'm so excited. Oh, I hope this actually happens. I know. She, I mean, that's like talent with a capital T. Not saying that our other actors and actresses are not extremely talented. Yeah, but but this is like, this carries some weight. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Like, who's next? Judy Dench? You know? (laughs) Who's next? Perhaps maybe a Angela Lansbury, mm. if you will. Mrs. Oh. Potts. Give me all the give me all the old Disney actresses, please. I'm down. <laughs> I am down. Man, she looks great. She does. She looks great. Timeless. Timeless. Are you excited to recap these chapters? Yeah, I'm just going to jump into it. I actually had a way longer chapter summary done. And I was like, Tracy, stop it. And so I just went and I deleted it all and like wrote it real fast. And I was like, that's better. You can do this. I know. I know you've got it in you. <laughs> so on the ship, Perrin leaves Fael behind him and finds a cabin to himself where he can sleep. He's sure the wolves won't be able to keep up with the floating vessel. Oh, but Baron, you forgot they are waiting in your dreams. Nightmare scenes that feel real leave Perrin in pain upon waking and still tired. He sleeps some more and then tells Moraine about his dream. It does not feel like the most helpful conversation. Perrin sets about to do what he does best and broods while staring at the landscape passing by. In other news, Rand is in a bad, bad place and does some seriously fucked up shit. And that's chapter 36. (laughs) (laughs) So, oh my gosh. Yeah. um, We've got Balzaman is back. Balzaman is back. Yeah, Baron's like, I know that face. I know old flame eyes. And then... (laughs) Gaping flame mouth. Yeah, that guy. (laughs) Right. Him. He's back. And then... on. On top of that, 
I love, love, love this interaction between Perrin and Moraine in this chapter mm-hmm. where he's talking to her about, you know, Zareen, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this is this is the young woman that's been following Perrin. And Moraine's like, oh, with a name like Zareen, her parents probably assumed she would be sitting on a feather pillow and, you know, just like such a Many prim. admirers. Yeah, yes. prim and proper young lady. Heartbreaker. And again, it's like, oh, poor Perrin, because <laughs> now does he think that, like, she's going to be mm. this very prim and proper lady did Moraine set him up for failure right now because he's going into it thinking like oh she's probably like this very girly girl what is she doing out here trying to act tough so this is probably already coloring his already weird image Mm -hmm. he has of her I mean Mm -hmm. first meet he's like you can't be a hunter you're a girl (laughs) you're a girl Sorry. Yeah. And now Maureen is like, (laughs) she's probably a young woman that her parents thought would be sitting on a plumped up pillow and eating grapes. No, I don't know. That's not what she said, but that's what I see in my head. Mm -hmm, Lie on mm -hmm. cushions in a palace surrounded by suitors and serving maids. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think in that moment, the thing that would probably make this more amusing for Moraine than for Perrin is Moraine understanding Saldean culture. And she didn't tell him anything yeah. about Saldean culture. It's like, yeah. Moraine, do you hate them? Do you hate him? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> right? Yeah, because I mean, Saldean women, like, maybe maybe her mom gave her that name but i don't necessarily think that that excluded her from all of the other things that saldean women do up to including duels so <laughs> yeah 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 she's she may be zareen but she's still going to be like a saldean zareen with a capital z yeah yeah zoro zoro style yeah <laughs> the- <laughs> This would be so funny, a reverse Zoro scene, like the one with Antonio Banderas and Catherine Zeta-Jones, only it's Zareen flicking off parents' clothes with her daggers. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were just going to stop at flicking parent off. (laughs) Is she making the Z with her middle finger? (laughs) That's what I was seeing. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, but you know, either one sounds great. Sorry. Sure, sure. I'm I'm here for it. Yeah. But so funny. I forgot again that this was the chapter with Rand where he does the 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 really scary thing, the the puppeteering of up shit. The puppeteering of decapitated bodies is just (laughs) dark. It is so dark. 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 Oh, the Dragon Reborn. Yeah, I mean, he 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 has these people like approach him at his campsite, and mm-hmm. the woman is like, "Oh, this is a good campsite. I've camped here before." And like before she Lock can get down. another word out, <laughs> Rand is just like, 
uh, off with their heads, you know? And, right. And that's Leaping it. Leaping around with a fire sword, like, yeah. I'll behead you, I'll stab you, I'm coming over this way. Like, what? what he's surrounded what by, like, a bunch of dead bodies, and he's like, I know what to do with them. Like, I'll just float them in a line and, like, have them, <laughs> like, I will puppeteer these bow dead bodies me. and have yeah. them bow. Like, yeah, what? faces in the dirt. Ne- I'm pretty sure kneeling. it says in the yeah. book. Yeah. Yeah. Like, wow, Rand. Wow. Wow is right. Yeah. I really, I want this in the show. I want this in the show. I want something this fucking dark in the show because I think we need this, like, oh my God, what direction is Rand taking? To, I mean, because does this seem anything? Like Rand, Eye of the World. No, no. No. I just think it's such a hard, it would be such a hard scene. Oh, God, yeah. To do, not just because it's dark, but I feel like if you're not leading up to it with enough Mm -hmm. time and the seasons are so short, it would just kind of be like, whoa, that came out of left field. Even though it does in the book, but Mm -hmm. I'm... I feel as though in the book, like, there's a lot more time to digest where Rand mm-hmm. is internally because mm-hmm. you can hear his mm-hmm. inner monologue and him mm-hmm. fighting in- with himself over yep. the situation that he's in and where his life is going. And in the yep. book, or in the TV show, it's not like Rand, I mean, may- maybe this will happen. He starts having conversations <laughs> with himself and having inner monologues. <laughs> I don't know. So it's... I, I don't know how they will approach it, but it will be very interesting to see. Yeah. You talking about, like, where he is inside. Like, that's a that's one thing that I really think about quite a bit at this point, reading them much more than I did when I was younger. I think, like, almost like the societal shift in discussing mental health and how it can affect you has, like, also affected the way that I read over what Rand's going through. Like, this poor kid, like, he's still under, what, 20? Yeah. Is going through all of this shit? Like, this is a lot of fucking shit. And by himself. Yeah. By himself. Always hunted. No time to sleep. Barely time to eat. Like, he's like, I don't care if I have to run horses into the ground. I am getting to tear and I am ending this and I am ending everyone that gets in my way he's ran his horses dead I mean he's yep dead set on getting to where he is going and yep nothing can stop him really Mm-mm. no I mean that's that's the other thing is like we've got Rand knowing how to wield Balefire he's honing his skill as a blade master by using the power as a sword. So he's finding like these new ways of becoming more deadly and he seems to be regretting it less and less. I do really like when he's, he realizes that like one of the people that he's killed is not like part of the crew that he thinks was there to attack him. Isn't he kind of like, well, they were traveling together, so... Yeah, he says, you chose the wrong company. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Aw, too bad for you. It's like, oh, you chose the wrong jacket on a cold day. That's kind of how it feels. 
you know? <laughs> Maybe that's where they <laughs> took that scene from. <laughs> also, Tracy. Yes, what? Tell me. Lanfear is very strangely in this chapter as well. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I don't know. I just have to laugh at how goofball Lanfear is. <laughs> she's like, she's talking about Luce Theron and she's like, he was mine before that straw-haired chit Ileana saw him. And I'm like, this <laughs> is so goofy. Why? So goofy. Why are you still hung up on this? Yeah, I, I, I know that we have said like we want the Forsaken to be more competent, mm-hmm. but I think for me, like I don't just mean like more competent, but more like I don't know, relatable, feel like mm. real people, mm-hmm. because they just have such this kind of like goofy way about them sometimes, where it's a little cartoony, mm-hmm. and. I'm really looking forward to seeing what what they can kind of tweak to make her feel a little less mm-hmm. hokey. Maybe. Yes, ooh, that's kind of the perfect word for for her, actually. <laughs> yeah. Do you do you remember the um that old cartoon? What was it like, Bullwinkle? You know how like <gasps> the the Stop. female that was the image that just came into my mind. Stop. <laughs> Are we first sister braining right now? Yes. Oh my god. Boris and Natasha. She's totally Natasha with her yeah. dark hair. That's her. Oh my god, now I want to dress up as Boris and Natasha for Halloween. <laughs> That would be so funny. I'll have Andrew be Natasha though. He has that long, lanky figure. I'd probably <laughs> You're like, hello, I'm Boris. <laughs> <laughs> I'm short and squat. I can get away with it. <laughs> I love that. This chapter Ooh. is interesting, unsettling. The Forsaken mm-hmm. show up, but I mean, as far as that goes, like, there's not a whole lot more that I had, you know, bouncing around in my brain. To talk about for this one. Just the hopper moment, like yeah. from from the quote. Like that Yeah. There are just some and I mean seriously, it's in this chapter, it's in the chapter with the Aiel. Like there are moments in just these chapters that are like wheel of time cherished moments for me. And it just like I just sit there and I smile. I read it and I smile. I'm like, this is so good. Even as Rand's, like, doing all of this fucked up shit, I'm smiling, because of course I am. Like, oh, you dark human. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a lot that happens, and we're real in this chapter, like, we're really Conducting. pushing forward that idea mm-hmm. that Perrin is very connected to mm. the dream world with his wolf brother abilities, and it's mm-hmm. mirroring Egwene's. Mm, movement mm-hmm. through Teleron Road and talent in it as well. So, like, Ooh. right now they're both kind of headed in the same direction. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, for for people that have already, already read the series, like, we know who's more <laughs> fluent, who's a little bit more talented in it, like, who mm-hmm. is more of, like, the teacher and the master and who's The so natural, like, Yes, exactly. Yeah. So... I don't think when I read this the first time that would was something that I ever thought about, ever. Right. 
Like, who's going to be the better one? Like, <laughs> even just now, I hadn't really thought about how they're almost side by side in their their Teleron Rio to explorations. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Do we want to move on just for time's sake? Yeah, and, and also, like, I just think that this chapter is named, like, very strangely. Like, why they called it Daughter of the Night when it's just laying right? here for, like, two seconds. But... Right. It's okay. I feel like anyone who is a Lanfear fan would love yeah. to see chap- more chapter names dedicated to this woman. <laughs> I, you know, I could have gone for like a wolf one. Like, I feel yeah. like this would have been a much better. I mean, there's Hop- a lesson more in like here from Hopper. More like Hopper of the Night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, oh, no. I'll, I'll try to think of a better chapter title later. So, should we do chapter 37 then? The Fires of Kyrian. Aguine, yes. mm. Elaine, and Nynaeve, all posing as full sisters, are traveling south by ship to Tyr. Andor on one side of the river, Kyrian on the other. There's destruction on the Kyrian side, evidence of the civil war that has broken out since the assassination of King Galdrian. An unexpected object in the river leaves the ship stranded with an uncertain time for either release or rescue. Nynaeve determines that walking is going to be a better option than waiting, and the three women are rowed ashore to the Kyrian side of the river. They have not walked long when a figure steps into the road and scares them silly. Ooh. Yeah, it's Avienda. It's Avienda. (laughs) It's Avienda. Okay, before we get to Avienda, I really, really love Elaine being the kind of like de facto peacemaker because Mm -hmm. there is tension. At least, Mm -hmm. okay, we're coming from we're coming from Egwene's point of view, and she Mm -hmm. is very tense about Nynaeve and she catches herself saying like we're all on equal footing now and i understand that but i don't love it and i love Egwene or i love elaine for kind of like trying to like she's recognizing this as it's happening and kind of being mm-hmm. like no like see mm-hmm. like i think this is a good idea right like mm-hmm. oh don't you agree like we're all friends we can all get along and she's so diplomatic and I just love that about her you saying that it would have been really cool if they would have made Elaine part of the gray Aja yeah I would have really liked to have seen her talents used there in that Aja we don't get enough with some of the others yeah, and it with her like politicking, she's she's yeah. astute at these things. Yeah. And we yeah. see it in the next chapters just how savvy mm-hmm. she is, like knowing other cultures and other customs and mm-hmm. Oh, and when she's like, I was wrong. That that is an excellent trait to have as a diplomat is to be like, I just learned how much I don't know about something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love that about her. So we've got these, we've got all of these tense moments on the ship and Nynaeve is just totally peeved because Mm. great, like now they're hours behind schedule and Mm -hmm. the captain or whomever that she's speaking to on the ship is trying to talk her out of walking anywhere. And you know, like it's clearly 
a pretty volatile situation. We've got mm-hmm. Kyrian pretty much in the mm-hmm. throes of like a civil war, and Nynaeve yep. is like, "We're walking," and Egwene is yeah. like, "I don't know if that's a good idea." And Nynaeve is like, "Who's right. gonna fucking stop us?" You know, like I can just. <laughs> And I have to say, this week, this is how much I liked the chapters this week. I read them, and then I Mm -hmm. listened to them on audiobook. (laughs) And I have to say, if you want to listen to something amazing, listen to the next chapter, chapter 38, Mm -hmm. on audiobook, because, oh my god, Kate Redding, the way that she does Nynaeve in the next chapter... I was just like tears in my eyes laughing because mm. ugh, it's, when we get there, I'll, I'll explain more. But Oh, I'm excited. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, I, I just made a note for myself. I really don't have a lot for Chapter 37. There are some things that, you know, we could talk about the Civil War and what it's doing, like the displacement and Elaine's concerns about it and everything. Egwene's dreams like she kind of figures out that a gray man is like hunting Matt and Elaine's like well you can't warn him so I guess that just goes into the pocket with things that you can worry about but can't do anything about which seems to be kind of overflowing at the moment really (laughs) yeah I mean I guess, like, when you're in that situation, like, you know, if you just had one of those really, really bad days where nothing is lining up. Like, they're trying to get out of the city. They've got fires going on over here. They're behind. Like, they need to get out of there. They hit, their ship hits a sunken ship and, mm-hmm. like, delays them even further. Now they have to walk. And they're like, oh, yeah, like, sucks about Matt, but we've got a lot of stuff going on. And I wanna, That's a spoiler I want to come back to later. The only thing left I have to say about this chapter is, again, like, I really dislike the, I don't know, like, I don't want to say feuding because mm-hmm. I don't think it's really a feud between Egwene and Nynaeve, but mm-hmm. I really just hate this, like, Nynaeve's not the wisdom anymore. She can't tell me what to do. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, please, please, ladies, just get along. You're so much more powerful when you're together and when you're working together. And Mm -hmm. I just wonder if things would have been different. Perhaps the next chapter doesn't, wouldn't have ended where it ended, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It definitely, like, it feels like a growing pain for Egwene and in some ways it kind of highlights her age like the fact that she's so damn touchy about everything that Nynaeve does like she's still a young woman she's still immature she still has a long way to go and it's frustrating like like you said they're so much better together yeah and I totally see Egwene's point of view because what Nynaeve Mm -hmm. is proposing is dangerous yeah like just getting off the ship and walking Mm -hmm. but at the same time instead of coming up with another plan or talking it out she's just like Mm -hmm. "Mm, naive (laughs) you know and it's like no like just come up with something better Wayne. you're very smart you're very smart (laughs) you're very smart young lady 
But I, I guess she does something similar in the next chapter where, you know, eh, we'll get when we get there, we'll get there. <laughs> yep. Uh, let's see here. So do we want to do chapter 38? Oh, my gosh. Please. Yes. <laughs> Maidens of the Spear. Maidens of the Spear. I'm so excited. Like, I see this title and I'm like, yes. Uh, all right. I almost wanted to pick just something from this for the quote because I just feel like it's so epic. Like, they're here. Oh, right. Arrived. Oh, yeah. and the next one, too. These chapters are so good. I'm, like, stuttering and spluttering more than I usually do, even. Before you even start with the with the chapter, like, doesn't it begin with it's just, like, my name is Avienda, you know? Like, this one actually is with Egwene embracing Sidar and screaming, is how chapter 30 is. Oh, yeah. You're right. You're right. Okay. <laughs> Which is pretty darn good, too. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I'm, I'm terrified, but I'm defending myself as quickly as I can. <laughs> I would do the same as you, thing. As one does. Sure. Exactly, yeah. Like, someone just, like, leaps out of nowhere. We've been talking about brigands. Like, okay, summary, Tracy, summary. <laughs> All right. The woman standing before them is def- is identified as a maiden of the spear, and only Nynaeve manages to keep her cool. Avienda is the warrior's name. She carries no weapons and has approached them to ask for help with a fellow maiden who may be dying. Nynaeve is the healer and makes the decision that they will follow and do what they can to help. They're joined by two additional maidens and have an informative but awkward walk to where the injured woman is lying. Ultimately, the healing is successful and Elaine, Aguine, and Nynaeve readjust their bundles and head back along their merry way. And then they are attacked. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Because they are. of course they are. <laughs> that was a great summary. But oh my gosh. Thank you. My name, my name is Avienda of the Nine Valley Sept of the Tardad Aiel. I am Farterized yeah, My. Is. Boom. Yeah, you are. They have to they have to do that word for word on the television show. They Please. have to. Please. They can't change that. They just can't. They would Please. disrupt all of Aiel culture if they didn't introduce her like that. That has to happen. I really, really want to see them just like pop up out of nowhere i don't know if that's what we'll get but uh, i want that we'll like see. because you know elaine and Aguine have been like keeping their eyes out and looking around them as Nynaeve is talking to avienda and they're like there's no one near us and then when they start walking off Papa! surprise they just pop up out of nowhere surprise maidens what is it i think she says that one of them was hidden in grass that to her halfway up to her yeah like it was really really short and I was like yeah how did she do that (laughs) I don't know how she did that I'm just picturing those like hunters tarp things where it's like it looks like a net but it's covered with leaves but that's just Mm -hmm. like their outfit you know (laughs) (laughs) what is oh a ghillie suit a ghillie suit yes I have I have boys. You have a ghillie suit? <laughs> no, no. I have boys that have made them, though. Um, I believe that Aiden and Lars and Leif. No, 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 no. You have one. <laughs> no, okay. Yeah, I have correct, one. That is the correct <laughs> answer. <laughs> I wear it when I go to the park, and then nobody talks to me. <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> oh my god i should have a ghillie suit okay mm-hmm. anyways <laughs> i just the the image i love it okay <laughs> i like smear a little like paint on my cheeks too just to do the whole the whole look the whole shebang yeah yeah speaking of speaking it. of looks I love mm. that we get the IEL breakdown of, you know, <laughs> more red hair, more mm-hmm. rat tails, mm-hmm. more kind of, more of this idea of the, the IEL all look very similar. Mm-hmm. Now, I know that I've said this before, but I do appreciate the television show not making them like monolithic, like looking mm-hmm. all the same. Yeah. And I think that's totally fine. I I do really like that as Avienza kind of like pops up out of nowhere, Egwene is like, I just feel this strange affinity yes. for this woman and I don't know mm-hmm. why. And mm-hmm. then she's like, oh, it's because she looks just like Rand. It's because she looks just like Rand, obviously. Yeah, and then Avienda keeps referring to herself as like we, and Egwene is mm-hmm. like we, like looking Who's around this like we. Yeah, what is we you keep saying? <laughs> yes. Let's see. Oh, okay. So mm-hmm. not only is it Avienda, but we also get Bane and Chian, which is like yes. and the crowd goes wild. I love Bane and yes. Chian. Yes. A lot, a lot. <laughs> but then we have this very, very comical back and forth between... It's so good. Avienda, Egwene, and Elaine, where Avienda mm-hmm. is asking Egwene a question, and Egwene is like, yes, and Elaine is like, no. No. <laughs> and this happens a couple different times where their stories aren't quite lining up because... Egwene has no clue what Avienda is really mm-hmm. asking, so she's just, like, mm-hmm. spitballing, like, I think she means this, so I say yeah. yes, and Avienda is, like, looking between the two women, like, are they, they're, they're not all right here in the head, because there's something going on, like, I'm sure she's wondering, like, if they're okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> not physically. <laughs> Right, right. The part where she's like, what need do you have of watching each other's backs? Or what need do you have of watching backs? I think that's how she phrases it. Either Bane or Chad to Aguin and Elaine. Because for them, like, they've associated the three women as being associated with the tower. And that means that they are similar to the wise ones that they have in the Waste. And so they're like, no one would touch a wise one. Like, no one. That would yeah. just never happen. And so this idea just kind of, like, blows Dumb their frowns. mind. What kind yeah. of, yeah, like, what, what kind of world are we in right in? now? Yeah. yeah, yeah, you can see, like, they get kind of, like, bumped off balance out of a few things. Like, just the tiniest bit. Yeah, like, mystified. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, we don't like men. Well, that's something I didn't know. Like, <laughs> we know you don't like men. Like, Egwene says it so certainly. Or is it Elaine who says that one? I'm not sure, but I do know that, like, what I 
again, like this is me going into full-blown Elaine appreciation mm-hmm. because she's kind of like taking the, these steps to explain what she's been taught about the IEL without being mm-hmm. offensive and yeah. like kind of like questioning like she's like if if I was told correctly as it was explained to me this is how I know of it mm-hmm. and they kind of go around where like well you're you're halfway correct but you're missing you know, a big part of it. And I think it's just, I don't know. I It's so endearing. I just, I love mm-hmm. Elaine. It's so sweet that she can be totally okay with not knowing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, she's mm-hmm. not afraid to say, like, I'm not sure. Like, please mm-hmm. inform me, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she really wants to know. Like, know. And not be offensive. And smooth the waters. Yes. Yeah. I think that's a really powerful presence to have when talking about something you don't really know anything about. You know? Like, I know I've had conversations with people about things that, like, can be really uncomfortable. And they've gone so well because... The curiosity is genuine. You know what I mean? Like, when you come at it with that perspective and, like, a willingness to be like, I am 100% willing to change how I feel about something while I talk to you because I want to know about you from you because you are the expert on you. We get this, like, double-sided mystification from, like, the Aiel are like, oh, that's strange. And mm-hmm. coming from Egwene's point of view, she's also thinking, like, well, this is very bizarre, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I just think it's nice that we get this really, like, in-depth analysis of who the maidens of the sphere are. And even though mm-hmm. like the reader isn't given a ton of information, we can't we can kind of like shape in our minds like okay, so like we've got an idea of what the maidens of the sphere are even though there are some things that were said where it's like that doesn't make full sense to the reader at all, but it's kind of like this three fold reveal you know where it's like Mm -hmm. we get a little bit of it now we'll get a little bit later and then like we're gonna have a moment where it's just like wow okay like that's cool so Mm -hmm. I think it's just a really nice way that Robert Jordan did it here he could have given us three pages you know of like Mm -hmm. the history of the maidens of the spear and yeah he didn't so yeah I think, you know what, in another way, this is, like, handled so well because it is, like, a good example of how to have a conversation around culture. Yeah. And that can be, like, something that we all stumble around from time to time. And, like, nobody's offended. They're just kind of, like, surprised and, like, okay, well, that's wrong. (laughs) Yeah. This is how it really is. And then the other side is, like, oh, cool. That's cool. Thanks. You know, it's just, it's kind of a, it's a little awkward, but those conversations can be. And then once you're past the awkward, you can find 
friendship and connection. And I think that there's like, you know, the starting of a bridge here for yes, yes, for things yes. that are going to happen later on. And that's exciting. It's exciting. <laughs> no, it really is. I just think that this is just a delightful chapter. There's It really is. There's so many cool things about it. And what I was saying earlier, too, like, okay, this is a whole other can of worms that I want to talk about. Ooh, please. <laughs> because on one side, we have where this chapter is so split up, where it's mm-hmm. going from the maidens and their interactions with Egwene and Elaine. And then mm-hmm. we have Nynaeve on the side who's trying to heal this injured, mm-hmm. farterized Mai. Mm-hmm. And as it is happening, Nynaeve is just, she's pretty much growling. Like she, she at first she's mm-hmm. acting a little bit like incensed, like something is bothering her. And then it just turns to like full on like growling. And, <laughs> and there's at one point, I think, I don't remember if it's Bane and Chiat or Avienda, but someone says something about you know, blood feuds and fighting and this and that. And mm-hmm. Nynaeve is just, like, bellowing and just, you know, just... <laughs> she's, like, totally animalistic at this point. And mm-hmm. she's just trying to hype herself up and get herself as pissed off as she can so that she mm-hmm. can heal this woman. I don't yep. think that Nynaeve wants to be mad right now. Like, I no. think that she wants to help her. So she's mm-hmm. internally, like, just, I mean, how damaging would it be? Like, what would you do to yourself to get yourself that mad? Like, right. what would you be thinking in your head? Like, you're not good at anything. And, yeah. you know, like, Aww. you can't do what you want. And you're yeah. a failure. And, like, you know, like, how would you get yourself that upset? Mm-hmm. And Nynaeve is just, like, willingly torturing herself to do this. And it's, oh, yeah. it's painful. But it is. What I said about the audiobook version of this chapter, oh my gosh. Like, Kate Redding is reading these moments between Bane and Chiad and Elaine and (laughs) Avienda and Egwene, and it all comes off so interesting, and the voices that she does is really great. And then (laughs) Nynaeve interrupts them when I think... I want to say they were talking about blood feuds and fighting, and Nynaeve is like, blood feuds and spears and men, and like, mm-hmm. she's just And getting, swords and yeah. poking them in people. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, she's pissed. It's, it's, if you're a fan of Nynaeve, like, this is just one of those chapters where I'm like, oh my gosh, if you have the audiobooks, like, just listen to this one over, because it's, I mean, it's just so good. So I'll good how she it does out. it. Yeah. I can I, I can record it for you on my phone and just send it to you. <laughs> <laughs> I accept. I would oh, love that. Also, mm. we get the word tree killers dropped in on the conversation. Mm. Yeah. Very interesting. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. more foreshadowing, mm. I guess. How of... how interesting this would have been if they would have been of Kyrian descent. Right? I mean, imagine mm. if Elaine was like, oh, actually, I'm the... <laughs> I have a claim to the sun throne. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because she did... does, doesn't she? Or Morghese does, at the very least. Yes. 
Yes. I did think it was really cute, too, how when Elaine is introducing herself, I mean, she's giving her full name and title and where she's Uh from. And right. Elaine, Egwene's eyes kind of, like, get wide. Like, Pop are out. you sure that's a good idea? Right. And then after they exchange names, Egwene is like, I'm Egwene Alvere of the Three Rivers, daughter to so-and-so. And she's like, yeah, that should do the <laughs> trick. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah. okay, that works. Yeah. We're mm-hmm. down for that. Yeah. I... Like, that's that's the, the appropriate answer. Yes. Mm-hmm. What you were saying about... Nynaeve's anger um she actually makes the maidens uncomfortable with her anger and they're like is she angry and Elaine's like it's all right and a queen is actually the one that's like it is better than all right she is getting angry and it is much better than all right like she knows she knows what Nynaeve is going to be able to pull off and then it's like this blinding blaze of healing and screaming and swords and stabbing people (laughs) (laughs) yes yeah Aguin says what Nynaeve had done in those few seconds had seemed like weaving four carpets at once while blindfolded yeah and then she says what that like her fireball or whatever felt like baking oat cakes or something yeah like yeah yeah like super simple Mm mm-hmm yeah yeah it's real, like, this is such a fun chapter for so, 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 so many reasons. Yeah, we're learning, like, how complex that channeling can be, like, what the weaves mm-hmm. kind of look like. And mm-hmm. we haven't really gotten a whole lot of that. Yeah, especially from Nynaeve, really. Like, this, reading over this felt very similar to the moment in the TV shows where she has her big blinding healing moment. Like, that's how this felt to me. Like, where the idea of weaving four carpets at once, like, she's healing however many people all at the same time, you know? So, it was yeah. it was interesting to kind of have that image in my mind. But I still see colors associated with channeling. I, okay, I don't see colors, but Mm-mm. it's really interesting that you're bringing up the show weaves because now that I'm thinking about Nynaeve's big mm-hmm. mass healing bomb, mm-hmm. <laughs> what's so interesting about that is how it's explained here. I'm mm-hmm. picturing like thousands of tiny little threads doing mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. intricate sewing yep like yep something like this and on a tv show it was just like kaboom you know yeah, you are yeah. healed yeah it yeah. was very um i don't know it was just very like almost video game you know Ooh, yeah <laughs> And not that there's any, you know, right way to see it in your head. Right. But yeah, everyone no, 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 no. sees something different. Of course. I was actually just thinking about the show's opening and how it is like a bit more of like those tiny tendrils kind of coming together to eventually weave the the big pattern that we see before the opening wraps up and you get into the show and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely correct. That's how I see channeling, especially in moments like this, because Nynaeve doesn't heal like a woman taught from the 
White Tower because she hasn't been taught anything like that from the White Tower. So she uses things that the other sisters don't use, is my understanding. I mean, including her herbs and whatnot. So yeah. it would be really neat to see, like, silver strands for air and red strands for fire and, like, whatnot and have it all, like, kind of come together as it lies over uh, Dylan's body or whatever. And then you would be able to see, like, oh, fire is on its way or we're going to have whatever. Like, I don't know. I just think it would be more fun to kind of make them a bit more distinctive. Well, I guess it will be next season, right? Like, that was one of the questions that the showrunner answered on Twitter, that the weaves would be looking different. I think so. Or maybe not, maybe different is the the wrong word, but maybe, like, upgraded or something like that. Yeah, like, maybe more refined. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, why not, you know? I mean, (laughs) right, exactly. (laughs) Go for it. Why not? Like, bump this show up it has this series has everything it needs to be phenomenal and i really think we're like like i i started watching it again last night like the tv show because i was hyped up after (laughs) watching the trailer and i just like i'm i'm still happy with it. it has its pros and cons but overall i'm really happy with the show i think it's a great start and i can't wait to see what's going to happen next i have to say like we are we are living in a era of nerddom that is really great right now right like reveling in it i won't say any i won't say any spoilers for any other shows that i'm watching right now but it's just really cool that it's like oh wheel of time season two that's happening they're Mm -hmm. We're going to get that soon, but at the same time, it's like, and a whole new Lord of the Rings series, and Mm -hmm. another Game of Thrones series, and, Mm -hmm. like, what's next? What Mm -hmm. is next? Because it's just, it's nice, and I I really, really hope that, you know, with season two, they can refine some things. I mean, Mm -hmm. that was such a rough start with COVID and Mm -hmm. losing the matram actor mm-hmm. that it is it is really hard to watch like the first season and know that barney harris isn't coming back Ugh, like yeah i don't know i don't know why but it just i'm like sad <laughs> Throw one out for i him. think he did a really good job yeah so do i so do i yeah like i wasn't really expecting to like him as matt and then i loved him as matt and i was like this isn't fair because he's not gonna be back Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm open-minded for our new friend coming on though like life hands you bumps and we're all going to deal with it the best we can to keep making this happen I'm not going to boo on this show just because that happened you know <laughs> no. Uh, no no that's not fair I'm way too excited about it and maybe it's because I'm like super hyped up about where these chapters are and again like we're on that crashing descent towards the end of the book and I'm just like it's so hard not to just finish it all in one go yeah so hard I mean these (laughs) chapters just they they get better and better yeah they do they really do 100% so good side note but is it possible that 
Nynaeve is using the herbs like Moraine uses her staff mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. as like a yes mm-hmm. okay like a focus yes mm-hmm. yeah I do think so okay yeah I think it's almost like um because in the next chapter when she does a healing she has to do it without her herbs and she says it was like ripping her skin off and so I have to wonder if there's something about the way that she's able to access the one power through her anger and herb combination this is such a weird combination like (laughs) (laughs) well I mean Ah. is it is it possible Mm. that the anger is also like a focus you know like Mm -hmm. I think she has to get to a point where she cannot think about anything except how mad she is to be able to access the one power. I think she's internally really scared about what it means to be able to access that at any time she wants to. Or if the first time she actually like really healed someone by channeling, Mm -hmm. she did it out of anger. Like, I can't save this person. Like, what can I do? You know, like just... I've lost them and just pure white hot anger and maybe yeah. disappointment or something. Mm. I mean, so often anger isn't really just anger. It could mm-hmm. be, you know, mm-hmm. it's a mix. Anger and grief. <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Grief, yeah. anger, jealousy, uh, yeah. loss, frustration. You know, frustration. So, like, mm-hmm. maybe it's not just anger for Nynaeve, but. Yeah. That ability to, like, have so many feelings and to have a character that feels very deeply, I think, is really good, especially mm-hmm. for women in general who have been told, yeah. like, you're not allowed to feel this way. It's unladylike or yep. whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. That makes me so mad. Yeah. I said it out loud, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Nynaeve. Yeah, and I mean, Nynaeve kind of just like wipes the blood away from Dylan's torso and there's no wound. And I think nope. Avienda just is like giddy. She just starts like laughing. Yep. It's her cousin, you know? This is someone of her blood. So it, of course, like she was handling it so cool too because she was like, we all, we all die when we die. It's just part, right? death is part of life. Right. But then, like, that relief to know that you don't have to say goodbye to somebody yet, like, yeah, God, how would that feel? I mean, Tracy, you would laugh, too. <laughs> <laughs> this, this episode has come full circle. <laughs> Avienda and I would get along great. Would, <laughs> yes. we'd, we'd go on a hack and slash and laugh spree. How's that sound? Uh. <laughs> Okay. Should we insert a break here since we haven't done one yet? Yeah, and this is not pre-spoiler break, so. Not pre-spoiler break. Just like kind of a nice little place to pop one and then we'll do chapter 39 and then we'll do spoilers. If you like what you hear, rate and review us anywhere you listen to the podcast. This helps new listeners find the show. This podcast is brought to you by you. If you'd like to fund the show and receive cool stuff while doing it, check out The Road to Tarvalin on Patreon. All tiers can join us weekly for live recordings on our Discord server. 
Lastly, our Wheel of Time shop has a new web address and international shipping is finally live. Find all the links in our show notes and thanks for listening and joining us on the road to Tarvalin. Okay, so thir- what is it, 39? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, chapter 39, Threads in the threads Pattern. Threads in the Pattern. We were just talking about threads and patterns and weaves. And blood okay. debts. No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> Blood debts weren't on the list, but they're about to be. But they're about to be. All right. Aguin wakes up from the attack, slung over the back of a horse and tied so she can't move. She is awake long enough to catch a bit of her surroundings before a man clubs her unconscious again. When she wakes the second time, she is being held in a room with Elaine and Nynaeve, neither of whom is awake. Aguin finds out the plan is to sell them, and she knows she needs to let her traveling let her traveling companions know ASAP and get the fuck out. When they look to leave, there are Mardral, Mardral, among <laughs> the men holding them captive. The stakes are higher, but the women are no less determined to fight for their freedom. Before they can begin their advance, an unexpected rescue arrives. The next morning, they are back on the road to Tyr again, this time on horses. They arrive in Dreen and are back on a ship downriver before the day has ended. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. It's such like a, like when you sum it up like that, it's like, bah, bah, bah. but when you're reading it, <laughs> that's how I feel about it. So, so good. Yeah, this is just, I mean, ugh, how do you even sum this chapter up? Because there's so much going on. So much, right? I guess we can fast forward through like, a lot of the Aiel stuff was about, you know, like, oh, like, I owe you, a, you know, a blood debt now. My water is yours. What you just did was amazing. I, I didn't mm-hmm. believe that the wise ones could even do something like this. Like, it's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And we learn about the maiden's fear and conquering that fear of water by making tiny ships, right. which I thought was really cute. A little ship so cute. to cross. Just, just a little like, ship. Yeah, just, you know, putting some planks together, and it's impressive. Mm-hmm. Egwene is impressed by their courage, which I think is really sweet of her. Mm-hmm. But the one big thing that I feel like we have to talk about is the prophecy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's not something that we have to spend a huge amount of time on, but... Mm-mm. They're all like, oh, yeah, by the way, we're speaking this guy that's foretold, the one that's foretold. Right, and, yeah. You know, he, he who comes with the dawn, not a big deal. He'll lead us out of the freehold land. <laughs> Prophecy says he was born in the far is my, la-da-da-da-da, you know. One of us, but not of our blood. <laughs> this is the very fast version. It's, it's, the, uh, it's the rap sing-song version for the um, <laughs> uh, musical. Yes. <laughs> But I, I just, uh, I think it's very, I don't know. And I'm, I'm the person that doesn't like prophecy. And for yep, some reason, you sure are. this time I was just like, I just, I, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because it's coming from characters that I really like mm-hmm. and that I feel are so important. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> then Nynaeve is like, yeah, well, we need to get to Tyr before the stone crumbles. <laughs> and mm-hmm. all of the maidens are like, <gasps> What did you say? <laughs> what what like, about the Stone of Tear? 
Yeah. And they're like, oh, this is very odd. This is very odd. <laughs> mm-hmm. When you were saying what you were saying about a queen admiring the courage of the maidens, she self-deprecates so fast in that one because she's like, oh, they're so brave. And she's like, yeah, well, I'm out hunting the Black Aja, but I'm only doing it because I have to. I have no choice but to do that. You know, and I'm like, well, they were in the same situation. Like, they had no choice. Yeah, I'm glad you brought it up because so often I'm afraid that I'm, like, picking on Egwene. Oh. <laughs> but I totally <laughs> thought the same thing. I'm like, oh, Egwene. Just... Yeah. <laughs> it makes – I mean, it's so relatable at the same time, though. Like, how often do we see someone who we really admire and we're like, man, I wish I had, like, that quality about them without really recognizing – that it's because we have that quality that we can recognize that's so easily in another person. So, just like... Good for... You know what, though? Good for her. Like... Exactly. It is good to, like, hold yourself up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. To be like, I want to be like that. I mean, seriously, if you if you want me to rank badass, like, between a queen and, say, Avienda, I'm, of course, going to pick Avienda. <laughs> Like, yeah, no question. I just, there's so many little parts, though, in these few chapters where mm-hmm. I don't want to, like, pick on Egwene, but, like, mm-hmm. when she's presented in this comparison, mm-hmm. I, I maybe it's just me comparing them, but when she's having this back and forth with Elaine, mm-hmm. Elaine is just so, you know, open and not afraid to be wrong and trying to like just get things right and I feel like Egwene on the other hand is like trying to have the right answer for the sake of having the right answer like I want to be correct because I need to be where Elaine is doing it to like soothe everything and make things better and like calm things down and I'm like I just, Madam I don't know. Diplomat. Uh, I got sidetracked on, on Egwene. I'm sorry. Oh. No, you're fine. Oh. We talk about King Layman and cutting down the Avendora Ladera. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there's like this, you know, history drop, which is like very mm-hmm. cool because, I mean, the Isle War, hello, that's a pretty cool moment it really is i always think about the cold open always always i I really i really wouldn't mind more i guess input on this part of the history like if the tv show went ahead and went down that route i wouldn't be upset about it because i just feel like there's so much that links our characters to Kyrian. Mm, I mean, definitely. the links with Moraine, the links with Tom, the links with pretty much mm-hmm. all of House Tricand, the history mm-hmm. of Kyrian and Andor, and mm-hmm. what it means for previous leaders of those two nations. There's just a lot. Mm hmm. There really is. The layers are like 
Yeah, and I mean, now we're throwing the Aiel into the mix and how important this is to their culture and to their mm-hmm. story. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm really hoping for at least a couple episodes where we're dealing with some heavy plotting going on in Kyrian, or at least it being mm. mentioned, but mm-hmm. I think we will. I mean, Lord Barthanus is cast, so... Ooh! I, I have to say, like, this is just, I mean, there's going to be stuff, right? <laughs> like, I, I don't picture <laughs> Lord Barthanus, you know, putting his feet up anywhere other than his beautiful palace. Right, his yeah. His manor. Why would he go anywhere else? Right. Like, didn't he just build that over, like, what used to be an Ogier, not Grove, uh... Yeah. A, was it, it a Grove? It was a Grove, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, Loyal's all pissed off about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every double, reason. Double dose of tree killing. Man. Yeah. Laying it on yeah. thick. Those Kyrianas. Not good. Not good. <laughs> Tricky. They're tricky. Mm-hmm. Tricky. So it makes Moraine make so much more sense. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. definitely. And I, mm-hmm. I'm still waiting to see this. I guess 4D chess playing Moraine, who like has. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I just mm-hmm. feel like book Moraine. You never know like where she's going and what she's getting at, but. She seems to like know things before a lot of other people do, and mm-hmm. I I would love to see that touched on too. Like I still think that they left that option for the TV show because oh yeah, some things happened between Moraine and Leandrin and Moraine mm-hmm. and other characters where it's like, is Moraine's Kyrianan politicking mm-hmm. and Blue Ajing mm-hmm. gonna come Rising. out like? <laughs> yeah, like, is there going to be a part of the plot that's just Moraine, like, getting stuff done? And mm-hmm. mm. I don't know. We'll see. They left the option in there with the yeah. man in North Harbor. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? Um, <laughs> you know, I'm still there stuck was... on it after that. <laughs> I'm still stuck on it. What is that? But one of the moments that we have with Moraine earlier in chapter 36 is when Perrin finds her she's sitting on her bed reading through her notes and I I love that image of Moraine like sitting and studying like going through everything what steps did she take what steps can she take where will this possibly take her did she miss something like she's always thinking always yeah that's why that's why her answers in the TV show are so short. She's like, there's too much happening up here. I don't have time to explain it all. You get a monosyllabic answer. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> that sums it up pretty well, actually. Like, right? I don't have time to explain this to you, pleb. <laughs> nope. You're not going to get it. You're going to want me to explain shit. Just, just do what I tell you to do. Yeah. I'm Maureen Sedai. don't ask questions just follow me (laughs) just do it yeah exactly i will i will do my best we might survive (laughs) okay so and that's traveling with moraine summed up yeah (laughs) yeah it really is it it really is like parent gets so frustrated with her when she's like i'm just not i'm just not giving you answers and he's like you should 
whatever parent you're so demanding sometimes well she doesn't I, give them to anyone really, really. Rand in the same way you know I right mean, this, I don't, that's the whole I reason Rand took off he was just like yeah I'm done with this later I'm a big baby later. I can't listen to other people tell me what to do I'm just gonna leave like I don't know why do you you young boys think you can like bully this woman is telling you her plans. Oh, I'm totally with Rand though on this one. Like if I was if I were in his position, I would have been out of there too. I'm like, I can't with this yeah? woman. Like, <laughs> yeah. She she has all the answers, but she's not gonna like help me out just Tell the you. slightest bit. I mean, come on. Come on. Yeah. I have, okay, have yeah. a conversation. Talk it she, out. Yeah, I was going to say she does put him in a really awkward position by not actually being the mentor that she has the opportunity to be in this moment. Like, yeah, or maybe she just could be mentoring talking to is totally different in Kyrian. I don't know. It involves ignoring the other person completely and hoping they figure it out on their own or run away. Yeah. Maybe both. <laughs> Good luck. I just feel Bye-bye. bad. I feel bad for Rand. I just want to. I do too. Uh, yeah. My heart hurts for him. Every little, like, I remember thinking, gosh, Rand's barely in this book. You know, before we, we picked but it up. Could and you imagine it if together. he was, Tracy? I mean, it, it would, would be, be so harsh. Dark. Yeah. Yeah. Like his little, his little pocket moments when they show up, like, gut me. It's so well done. Like, even though he is not the central character in pretty much any of these chapters, he is still very much a central character that we are being given enough of to know where his brain is, to know what he's going through, to know what he's done on his way to Tyr. And it's so well done. It's so well done. Like, what a brilliant way to put a main character in the background and keep them a main character. Yeah. Brilliant. So well done. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we get so much Rand in the first two books. It's so cool that Robert Jordan was like, I'm going to let these other characters shine. Love it. Love it. Okay. I want to get back to the Merdral and this whole scenario because I don't want to cut it. I don't want this episode to be too long for the edit, Mm -hmm. but... So from one moment to the next, they're on their horses, off they go, then they're captured in a room, cellar, place, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. cave, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, something. It's like I, a makeshift. And picture them reusing everything. that same cave that they used for season one multiple <laughs> times with the holes in the ceiling and the light shining through. But. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes, please. I almost, I almost wanted to tell you to pick this chapter so that you could do the quote reading and <laughs> do a creepy mm. merdral voice. But <laughs> it's important. Mm. Like, I totally forgot about this, but the merdral is like, I itch, human. Are you sure they sleep? Yes. And I'm like, oh, yeah. The merdral itch when, when someone's channeling. Channeling. I forgot about that. I totally forgot I about that. I love that. And so our our women are just playing possum, if you Mm -hmm. will. Like, they're just, like, slumped over, like, yes, we're totally asleep. Nothing to see here. (laughs) (laughs) Channeling the slightest bit to get the 
door mm-hmm. unlocked the chain mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and as soon as the chain is i guess unblocked or whatever like, like loosened yeah the fucking aiel just like bursts through Sh- it's like show up. total mayhem and spears and yep. bucklers rattling and you know so good saying the words and the really cool aiel words that they say dance with and, me shadow man ugh. Yes. Dance with me, Eyeless. Ooh. I, what is it that they say? Oh, yeah. The chain fell to the floor. The Madral staring at it snarled, and the outer door swung open, black veiled death flowing in from the night. Yes. Right. Like, <laughs> are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I'm like, these are those moments where you're just like leaning over your book and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's happening next? So yeah. Good. And oh my God. So oh my good. God. Again, like I have to just be like, Elaine, you're the cutest person ever because she's like, um, excuse me. I apologize for interrupting your dance. But... <laughs> I'm like, how are you so cute? <laughs> That's adorable. They like the the Aiel come in, kill everyone. They surround the Madral, totally ready to face them down. The three girls come in and are like, bam, bam, boom. The Madral is down, and Elaine's like, sorry. (laughs) She's so cute. I can't help it. Oh gosh. And then okay. And the way that she's like, sorry, interrupted your dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So cute. So good. And I think, too, I mean, oh, uh, also, like, bomb is dropped because we are just introduced to Ruark, who's like, Mm, mm -hmm. oh, Ruark. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. and he brings up dreaming, like, the wise ones and how they, like, talk. Yes. Where they were, like, forced him to be there and Egwene's all, like, dreaming. Yes. What what do you know about dreaming? And he's like, that's the wise one's business. Like, if you want to know about that, you you can go talk to them about it because I, nope, not my territory. I love how, how like, nonchalant Ruark is as he's talking mm-hmm. about all these things. Like, you can just picture him, like, picking his nails or whatever. Like, yeah, that's a wise <laughs> one thing. But I also mm-hmm. really, really love that Ruark recognizes the ring that's laying on mm-hmm. the table with... Mm-hmm their yes. Aes ring. So at first yes. I was like, wait, I thought maybe it was going to be Egwene's stone ring. And then I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. Mm. It's Lan's signet ring. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was just really cool, kind of like having Ruark be like, oh, yeah, like I know what this is. And like it's kind of odd like to see one out here and Nightingale right? just like snatches it out of his hand. <sighs> but yeah, like Ruark <laughs> being like, you know, like I've heard of this as a boy and we, yeah. you know, like it, it's the ring of the Malkyrie kings and it's like, Adeline. oh. Yeah, so I don't know. This chapter is just so cool for everything that it, you know, implies yeah. about other characters and yeah. Yep. Yeah, I, I wonder if Rurk... Do we know if Rurk fought in the quote-unquote Aiel War that they don't consider a war? I 
bet he, I don't know, he might be old enough. He has gray hair. He's Yeah, I was going to say, I bet he's probably like Tam's age. Yeah. Like, they have like very similar descriptions. I don't know. Ruark is hmm. just, he's such a cool character. I love Ruark. Love him. Um, like, just so good. Yeah. So, and then, oh my gosh, again, this is just making me think about the Origins episode that I guess got lost in a closet somewhere. I don't know. Right. <laughs> but Ruark giving, you know, this little monologue about, like, the only child king surviving and Malkir mm-hmm. falling to the blight and how this child king courts with death. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. ah. Like, he's dancing with death like other men would dance with a beautiful woman. And mm-hmm. I'm not exactly sure the wording, but just, like, all of it is so, I don't know, it's interesting. I think, mm-hmm. you know what, I think he does say, no, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if he, if he says that he remembers it or if he, I think he said he heard about it as a child. But that might just be into, into connection with the ring itself and not like... The place that Rurik says it, uh, and one of them carries a ring I have heard of as a boy, the ring of Malkir and kings. They rode with the Shinarans against the Aiel in my, oh, in my father's time. That's what that says. So no. So that would be before the Blight took... Malkir. Malkier. So he could be yeah. roughly the same age as Lan. Yeah. Yeah, it is said only a child king survived and he courts he courts the death that took his land as other men court beautiful women. Truly this is a strange thing, I said I of all the strange things I thought I might see. Yeah. I just I don't know, this chapter is so good. There's so many things yeah. in here that connect characters to one another and cultures to one another and it's just like a huge chapter for world building in general absolutely and it's like action-packed there's like fighting and stuff so it's like it speaks to me and channeling yeah it's it is a delightful combination of all the things i love in the wheel of time series like moments like these are the things that like keep me going forward in the series because I love it so much. I love it so much. Did we even say what was going to happen to the women if, you know, things had went wrong? Like, did we explicitly say that there were 13 Merdral, like, ready mm-hmm. to, like, turn them? Or was yeah, it 13? I didn't. I don't know. Like, are they... Mm, they were going to... find it. They were going to get turned, right? Like, I think so. That was my interpretation. <laughs> and it's funny because I read and listened to this one, and I don't remember that part. I guess I was focused on <laughs> other things. Right. And I, I mean, this chapter flew by. Like, it is a little bit on the longer side, but it felt like yeah, five it minutes really of fast. reading. Mm-hmm. I don't see anything that, like, says something about them being turned. He does say that they will be rewarded and that these okay. are the three women that he seeks. Okay. Um, oh. I don't understand why Nynaeve feels that they need to take them by surprise, though. 
Like, between the three of them, they just kind of blasted that door open and gone at it. Well, I think it just has to be, like, a speed thing, right? Like, the Merdral are so fast. Like, if if one of the Merdral get to them before they can kill all of them, they're dead. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And, oh my gosh, uh, a bale fire happened in this chapter. Like... Right. What? Right. And, like, actually get to see it. So I'm trying to think if there actually was anything else that isn't a spoiler, and maybe we just jump right into that. Was there anything about... I mean, sure. There always is. (laughs) (laughs) But for time's sake, I am absolutely ready to jump into spoiler land with you. Okay, so then let's go back to Balefire. Balefire. Not Bale Doman. (laughs) I think that... That was so bad. (laughs) I I think that... No, like with this happening and there not being any weird messing with with the pattern due to Mm -hmm. using Balefire, I mean, Mm -hmm. is it just because they were already dead before they were, I I don't know, I don't know, because that's... Maybe she just didn't use it strongly enough? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I do think, though, that when it is used later, it's kind of like, it almost feels a little bit cheap, like, oh, Balefire, now mm. everyone comes back. But at the time, mm. like, on my first read-through, I was like, oh, okay, like, that works. I wasn't like, mm-hmm. that's cheap or whatever, but it's convenient, you know. It, it is. It is, yeah. It is. It is. For this one, you know, nothing happening. I don't Mm -hmm. know. Maybe in the maybe in the next chapter somewhere (laughs) there will be two Merdral having a conversation and like (laughs) one of them just like disappears. (laughs) Your your ancestor Merdral just got killed, so you don't exist now. It's very You don't exist now. The uh, grand, the, the grandfather paradox via Back to the Future. Yes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the grandfather paradox. Yes, I didn't realize it had a name. It does. It does. <laughs> I should have known. <laughs> mm. Okay, one of the things that I had written down for this chapter mm-hmm. is so weird that Rand kills a woman in this chapter and is just like, meh, shit happens. Totally fine with it. When yeah. the entire series, he's like, not a woman. Oh, like, oh. No, I can't. Oh, not, not women. Don't kill the women. Yeah, so Rand. I, I want to know what it is about this woman in particular where he was like, nope, don't care. Uh, maybe it's it's just how hunted he feels possibly that it's at this point it's not even like anything other than the fact that they might kill him doesn't matter yeah in this case it's like gender uh mostly defenseless companion of the group that's there like very non-rand behavior yeah it is it is I mean, mm-hmm. 
I, it makes me curious which route the show is going to take. Like, are they going to have Rand yeah. be like, I can never, you know, hurt a woman. Like, obviously, like, that's not such a bizarre line of thinking. You know, some people right. don't want to hurt anyone. We'll get Perrin. Right. But will they approach it similarly? I don't know. It'll be interesting to see, though. It would be really cool if they just have him treat them like they're soldiers, you know? Like, instead of even thinking twice about the fact that they are women soldiers, he just uses them as soldiers, like tools, because that's kind of how he begins to approach things around him. It's like, you can be used here, you can be used here, you can be used here. And I feel like Rand kind of fails to adapt to his yeah heritage his culture by denying the maidens their right to fight you know what i mean yeah i was just gonna say like how much that would speed up the story Mm -hmm. and i don't hate it (laughs) you don't hate it (laughs) just cut all of that out I don't need a list of every woman that died every time you start to, like, go down your dark rabbit hole. Like, like it is yeah, depressing. He can, he I can get feel it. bad for it. You know, he can be Absolutely. upset about it. He can make... Sure. He can compare it to, you know, losing his mother so young. Yeah. And, like, there's other things that they can do to work that into the story, but it doesn't need to be, like, Arya's list like, of names. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, he should feel that kind of either detachment or attachment, I guess, regardless of gender. So if the Farder Ice Mai go out and they are encountered in battle and some of them die, he shouldn't be lamenting for the for them any more than a group of stone dogs or right. thunder walkers or whatever the heck they are. Like <laughs> it, it's <laughs> now you're just naming Pokemon. <laughs> it's a char something or another. Gosh Arthur really likes Pokemon. I feel like I should know this. But yeah, I mean there's like like there's a whole moment in the books where he cannot fight Lanfear who is trying to kill Egwene. Yep. Cause she's a woman. Because she's a woman. And I'm like, oh no. Uh, like Rand. Mm-mm. Get her. Mm-mm. Like that Egwene Egwene her moment where she's screaming and embracing Sidar at the same time and then like continuing to hold on to Sidar regardless of the fact that it's a woman because she's like women are just as dangerous as men I'm holding on to my weapon yeah fuck you guys you're dumb (laughs) no that's a a great point that is a great point and it's another thing about Egwene where it's like yes like you're absolutely 100% correct Mm -hmm. in this point. Absolutely. Yeah, I was was actually thinking about it. Up to this point, Egwene is the only one who's been taken captive. And it's happened at least twice at this time. Like, and now all three of them have been captured. Like, Egwene's trust in people has already just been... 
squashed. Knocked yeah. away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it barely exists. And she's like, you know what? I can tell you're dangerous. I'm holding on to this. This is... And even later on, she's, like, responding to the way that the maidens are kind of, like, shifting around. And she's like, all right, grabbing the one power, setting up weaves of air. You ladies move, and I'm getting all of you. And I will try not to hurt any of you. But, like, she's ready. She is on guard. So do we, like, since we're talking about, you know, dangers and stuff right now, Mm. do we think that there is anything linking them being captured, the problems they had on the boat, like, all of Mm. the instances that got them here with the Black Mm -hmm. Aja? Like, is this Mm. conspiracy or is it possible that it was just, like, can convenient that there was some dark friends in Merdral like waiting for them do you think I mean personally I think that they had people like stationed anywhere that mm-hmm. they would possibly be that would put them in the path with you know the way that they're going so like yeah yeah okay so one I love the idea of sabotage because, <laughs> yeah, because like that was a I huge point. They're like, "Oh, it's a trap, and we're gonna be walking into a trap." And I'm like, "Was was yeah. that the trap? Maybe that's the yeah. trap." Why wouldn't there be like other things along the way? To it's like um, Indiana Jones, you know? Like there are several things that you have to get past, get through to get to the the final room with the golden idol kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. I do. I think with the um, their capture by the brigands my thought on that is more because because the leader of the brigands is like they're worth a lot of money if you're willing to deal with the right people so perhaps there has been like a dark friend that has gone among the brigands Mm -hmm. and is like hey I know what to if do you with guys these hap- women. Yeah, if you happen to see women wearing great serpent rings. Oh, the brigand dark them. friend circle. I love it. Love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, this guy is smarmy enough to be like, yes, I will sell a human being and not think twice about it. Mm-hmm. I will absolutely hang out with Murdral for money. <laughs> like, that's who this guy is. Can't pay me enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're like, he's totally willing for to do it obviously like when that one guy runs at a queen and hits her over the head to knock her out again I like underline the word running they are terrified of having nice to die or who they think yeah. is a nice to die among them and with good reason yeah and I feel like, like only a dark friend would be <laughs> that smooth right? talker to be like oh yeah like we'll totally kidnap these eyes to die like what 100% no. yeah no let's do that guys yeah but I don't know like I don't even there there are some things that can be like and we talked about it like feel a little hokey sometimes but sometimes Mm -hmm. I just don't care like yeah 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 it's convenient they they received help just in the nick of time like as soon as they Yep. break the chain like the Aiel are like there knocking down the door like <laughs> ready to advance and fight to the death and they lose people and it's you know a big it, it is a fairly 
big action sequence and I just I love to see it yeah oh my god yeah especially like the the moment where they're all like circling around the murdral and like thrum 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 yeah I mean can you okay yes please it cannot be easy to recreate that you know on Mm -hmm. screen and -hmm. I'm just picturing how much the budget would be for Mm. like three murdral even like we've had one or two Mm -hmm. you know here and there but they were sometimes doing like normal (laughs) things like just standing and not Mm -hmm. moving and like maybe just Mm -hmm. screeching a little bit where it's like yeah that's not like an action sequence that's gonna bust your budget but we did see the tom battle well yeah if they're they're supposed to move like faster almost than the eye can see and yeah but i mean you know what you wouldn't have to do that not for the show like, there are certain other things that have been left out about the Murdral that, you know, doesn't make them any less scary. Yeah, but, I mean, if they are just fighting, like, normal humans. If they're just tall, creepy. Yeah, then, then like, why what's, are they so scary? Why are they here? <laughs> like, why not just have dark friends, you know? Yeah, okay, good point. So they should still have, like, some sort of, like, super ability super fastness kind of thing yeah just anything and i mean they they kind of did it with the tom versus murdral fight but it was a lot of like cutaway scenes where it was like you know the camera would focus on something and then when it focused on something else the murdral was like Mm -hmm. from one end to the room to on top of tom (laughs) you know so there yeah. is, like, creative ways that they can do it, mm-hmm. but to have, like, the same effect of, like, whoa, damn, that was, a, that was like, a, the scene that I want to rewind mm-hmm. and watch over and over again. Like, that's going to be hard. It's going to be tough. Yeah. So mm-hmm. maybe this scene doesn't happen. We'll see. Man, I really kind of hope it does. We it's will just see. So, it's so cool. Yeah, I know. Ugh. 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 <laughs> I, want, I want all the I want all the fighting, all the adventure. I want that. That's what I want. I have I have a spoiler that's just kind of sweet. Tell me. Um this is where Elaine learns about what it means to be a first sister. And she's yeah. walking with her future first sister. Yeah. I know. That was oh so cute. I I just oh there's such My a good heart combo burst. there's such a good combo <laughs> I almost wonder too oh. if like at one point maybe Robert Jordan didn't know who he was going to be pairing up you know like mm-hmm. it almost could have mm-hmm. been Egwene and Avienda just mm-hmm. from that line where she's like I just totally felt this affinity for this woman like it could have been her mm-hmm. but it wasn't yep it mm-hmm. was. It nope. was Elaine. It was Elaine. Sweet Elaine. You are right about that. I had not thought about really how easily it could have been a Gween and Avienda. Like, that would have made sense. They so spend much. a lot of time. I mean, they spend, they spend a time lot of together. time together. Yeah. Like, they're, they're basically apprentices together. For the wise ones. And I much prefer that time that they spend together versus the time that Egwene spends with Gawain because... Right? (laughs) (laughs) 
Where did those that are probably, come from? Those are some of probably my least favorite chapters. The whole like dream, dream, fl- I'll say flirting, dream sexting. <laughs> it that is, is better. <laughs> it is just. It is just. I don't that know why it makes me awful. <laughs> it makes me so uncomfortable. It's so uncomfortable. Oh, speaking of things that are uncomfortable, I and I mean, we don't really have to get on this too much, but when they're like, when the gals are all getting into Doreen and they're about to get on the ship and like someone maybe pitched Elaine and she slapped him and like they're getting like catcalled and whatnot and they're all looking and feeling secretly pleased about this. And I was Boo. like, what kind of message does this give? Yeah. Boo. Yeah. <laughs> Boo this man. No. Yeah. <laughs> let's, leave, let's leave that out. I mean, yeah. Uh, no, I mean, it's so it's so interesting. Like being almost um, just more aware of where those things are put into our our content that we read. That's just so kind of like. It's like, oh, okay, so is that how I'm supposed to feel when, like, someone shouts about how good I look in something? Like, Am I supposed to feel that way if a stranger pinches my ass? (laughs) Right? (laughs) No. Oh, thank goodness. (laughs) (laughs) He must really like me. I've been waiting for ages for someone to do that. Thank God. (laughs) Thank you, sir. (laughs) Smack you. (laughs) Stop it. Women don't want to be touched. Nobody wants to be touched unless you give them permission to touch you. No one wants it. I mean, maybe there is. I'm sorry. I shouldn't speak for everyone, but I'm like one of those people that's like, mm-hmm, it's nice to meet you. I don't really want to touch you. I would do so bad in Europe. In these times, in these trying times of, you know, pandemics right. and stuff. like Right. Uh, it's it's an easy pass for me but I don't know I am one of those people where I'm like okay like a hand on the shoulder like you know like something like that doesn't make me feel uncomfortable but yeah yeah there's there's certain things from certain people I'm okay with strangers men guards carrying weapons no yeah that is intimidating (laughs) af you stop that (laughs) (laughs) All right, we're Just almost to at that. Sorry, yeah, <laughs> we're almost at two hours, so I think. Oh no! What have we done? Yeah, Aiden, I'm sorry. Yeah, but hopefully you'll have fun. This was fun. Yeah, this was a fun one. And do you have any kind of spoilery thing that you want to mention before we wrap up? Like, ooh, ooh. Yeah, I mean. The only thing that I can say about, like, you know, like, characters like Ruark getting him, mm-hmm. I really mm-hmm. appreciate some of our more, like, battle-hardened characters. Ooh, and yeah. I, mm-hmm. I think, too, this is just, you know, me reading the series as someone who's, like, not a teenager where I can kind of, like... right. I like some of the older characters more than the younger ones, but, like, I'm really mm-hmm. excited to get, like, the Rodal Iceralda's and... Oh, yeah. 
the Gareth Brins and just, mm-hmm. you know, like, I like these, like, seasoned, hardened kind of, like, battle captains and I'm ready mm-hmm. for more, like, action sequences and kind of, like, fighting and warring and I guess yeah. it's just this chapter in particular where it's just, like, the world is getting so much bigger and... Yeah. There's so many more places on the map that we haven't even talked about or experienced yet. And it's just, like, it's just nice to kind of get to those chapters where it just, like, (laughs) just, like, shoots you between the eyes. And it's like, oh, yeah, I totally forgot about that. It's here, that person. Oh, my God, this culture, them, you know. Like, it's what makes. It's almost like a. It's what makes the books good. yeah, it's a spreading. Like, that's how I feel. Like, once we start getting into those different cultures and pieces of it, it just is like this, like, mist lifting off of things that we've only heard little bits about, and it just start, starts getting clearer and clearer, and it's so fun. So yeah, fun. So, so I can look past the bottom pinching for now, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I apparently could not because I had to talk about it. <laughs> totally. Yeah, it has, you have to. I mean, yeah. I feel like I would be doing a disservice not saying like, yeah, yeah, yikes. To any future writers, please don't write women like this. We don't like it. Don't like it. And I think we can leave it there, yeah? (laughs) With me shiting everyone. (laughs) Absolutely, I love it. Okay. Thanks so much for joining us. We will continue to release new episodes every Wednesday. We would love if you would subscribe to the podcast, leave us reviews, and share us with your friends in the Wheel of Time community. Let us know what you thought of our content. Correct us. Send us things we may have missed. You can find links to our email and social media accounts in the show notes. And if you have the Anchor app, leave a voice message for us to play in upcoming episodes. We also have a website where you can find links to our Discord channel, social media platforms, and merch shop. So until next week. Thanks for joining us on the road to Tarvalin.